Welcome to Polyrical, a podcast on political music, a topical solution for the socioeconomic revolution, a soundtrack for the resistors, the agitators, and the fighters working for a better world. If you want to make a recommendation or send me a message, you can head over to polyrical.com. Find a link there to send an email. You'll also find some a link there to recommend a song, a topic, or an artist for a future episode, and a link to make a donation to keep this podcast free and independent. That track that led us off was called Conflict by the artist Piombo. You can find that on the brilliantly titled album Stop Killing People, You Twats, a benefit compilation for Stop NATO Simru. This episode is going to break the mold. I'm not going to follow the standard format that I typically follow with a topic and a featured artist, but I'm going to just stick to one topic. I've done this a few times in the past. I had uh, a couple of uh, episodes on taxes and budgets. If you can imagine having two full episodes, full, overloaded with songs on those topics. Uh, This is when the U.S. Congress was debating and passing Trump's tax plans. More of steal from the poor, give to the rich. The uh, What they like to call trickle-down, which is really more like a fountain, but that fountain's not going down. Those benefits are not going down. Those benefits are all flowing up to the top extremely rapidly. But this episode... We'll focus on songs about war. And war is not a subject that I haven't touched before. Uh, back on episode number 34, the topic was the Iraq War. And then episode, a couple episodes later on episode 36, the topic was just a war. I've done an episode on Korea. I've done an episode on Afghanistan. I've done more than one episode that featured the Palestinian fight for freedom. So there's plenty of songs in the past, and a few of them you'll hear again here that I've uh, featured having to do with war. But now that a new war has started with Russia invading Ukraine, I figured the time was right to hit it again. And this war is not a new type of war. This is your standard imperialist war. This is your major nation invading smaller nation to force smaller nation to do what it wants. And and that's the surface uh, look at or surface thinking about the real purpose behind these kinds of invasions. Almost always these kinds of invasions are for territory or resources pretty much actually more these days resources and markets um are kind of at the root of more of these modern imperialist wars the modern colonialism is to take over a country with an unfriendly government install a friendly government so that your corporations can then rape and pillage the resources of those countries And that's 
partially what this war, the invasion of Ukraine is from Russia. Um, the other, I think, significant factor that led to Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine was NATO's push closer and closer and closer with the dissolution of the Soviet Union and the independence of a lot of the former Soviet republics and more and more of those becoming under or coming into the NATO fold and under the NATO umbrella and the risk that Ukraine was going to do the same. Um, in, in that sense, the invasion of Ukraine by Russia has some relationship with the events that the U.S. saw in what we what we like to call the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, um, when Russia hard, Russian military hardware was put in Cuba as a either a threat or as a deterrent, depending on how you see it, to United States imperialism. So as most of these events happen, there's not a single reason why um, a, a major nation will invade a smaller nation and take it over. But there's a lot of common reasons why. Here's a small excerpt from a statement from Russian anarchists just after the invasion. We do not want to stand up for any states. We are anarchists, and we are against any borders between nations. But we are against this annexation, because it only establishes new borders, and the decision on this is made solely by the authoritarian leader, Vladimir Putin. This is an act of imperialist aggression by Russia. We have no illusions about the Ukrainian state, but it's clear to us that it is not the main aggressor in this story. This is not a confrontation between two equal evils. First of all, this is an attempt by the Russian authoritarian government to solve its internal problems through a, quote, small victorious war and the accumulation of lands. We urge you to counter the Kremlin's aggression by any means you see fit against the seizure of territories under any pretext against sending the Russian army to the Donbass against militarization and ultimately against the war. Take to the streets, spread the word, talk to the people around you. You know what to do. Do not be silent. Take action. Even a small screw can jam the gears of a death machine. And of course, the Western media is treating this imperialist aggression against a, a foreign country uh, much differently than they've treated the other recent imperialist and colonial aggressions, such as the U.S. invasion of Iraq or the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan or the previous U.S. invasion of Panama and of Grenada. And different than the ongoing Saudi war against Yemen, and different from the ongoing Israeli oppression and occupation in Gaza and the West Bank. Those are all treated by the Western media as kind of de facto truths, things that had to happen, things that had 
uh, valid reasons for happening. And, but the Western media, in this instance, is taking a different tack. The Western media is actually getting it a little bit more right than they usually do um, and treating this as more of an imperial aggression against a neighboring state. Unfortunately, you could be forgiven for, for thinking the Western media is, is learning and is improving and is getting better and is being more nuanced when more, more you know, honestly, the Western media is just showing its racism. And it's very clear with certain reports out there uh, and, and the things that the reporters are saying and the things that the talking heads are saying in the media. These are Europeans fleeing. These are people that, quote, look like us. It is horrendously racist. And this is what uh, people have been talking about for for decades and even talking about more loudly in the last couple of years is this inherent embedded racism within all of our systems and this is it this is the spotlight put on it and they don't realize it the the, the unfortunate part is the reaction in this case because they see the folks the, the victims here as white Europeans, the reaction here is the proper or the better reaction. Not all the not all the language about these people being different than those other people. That's garbage. But being more willing to take refugees, being more sympathetic to the victims, having having pity and having empathy with the victims, that should be happening universally when an imperialist action imperialist war is launched against another country it's not it's not it is in this case because the aggressor is russia who is the quote unquote enemy of the west and the victims quote look just like us and of course the us in this case would be media personalities upholding white supremacy I'm not going to pause as often as usual and um, mention the artist and title of every single track because we do have nearly 50 tracks on this episode. Um, you'll have to uh, take a look at the notes for all of the artists, the recordings, and the song titles for this episode. Getting us started here is Billy Bragg from the album Don't Try This at Home with rumors of war. There were soldiers marching on the common today. They were there again this evening. They paced up and down like seabirds on the ground. Before the storm clouds gathering I must buy whatever tin food is left on the shelves They're testing the air raid sirens They've filled up the blood banks and emptied the beds At the hospital and the 
wanted to point to some other artists who spoke out against war. E.E. E. Cummings. I sing of Olaf, glad and big, whose warmest heart recoiled at war, a conscientious objector. But though all kinds of officers, a yearning nation's blue-eyed pride, their passive prey did kick and curse, until for wear their clarion voices and boots were much the worse, and egged the first-class privates on his rectum wickedly to tease by means of skillfully applied bayonets roasted hot with heat. Olaf, upon what were once knees, does almost ceaselessly repeat, there is some shit I will not eat. And Eugene O'Neill, the great playwright, and this was six months after Pearl Harbor. This is important because E. Cummings was reacting to World War I, and other writers were reacting to World War I, the, uh, that great martial spirit that was summoned up in 1917 when they were getting the United States into war and, and when uh, they were marshalling people into line and, and the flag was being waved and then the war was over and people looked at the 10 million dead on the battlefields of Europe and asked, what was this all about? And then the, the disillusionment began to arise. And people began to think again. Because after that first wave of flag waving and bugles blowing and let's this, we gotta do this and look at the terrible things they did and look at the, and yes, and terrible things were being done. And so therefore, we have to do terrible things. That's war. War is terrible things done on one side and terrible things done on the other side. And then, after a while, the, the second thoughts come. Uh, there are all these people dead, and what did we accomplish? What have we done? And that's what happened after World War I. That's what led to the writings of John Dos Passos and Ernest Hemingway and Ford, Maddox Ford, and that great novel, that great anti-war novel by Dalton Trumbo, uh, Johnny Got His Gun, which I recommend to all of you. You can read it in one evening, and uh, you won't forget it. Uh, but it's good to remember that, even when the war is presumably a good war, because wars always look good at the beginning. They always look good at the beginning to a lot of people because this, this rush of, of fervor based on something terrible that has been done and something that must be done in retaliation. And then only later does the, the thinking begin and the questioning begin.
automatic missiles in your front door. It's war. 16 year olds with M16s, yo, that's war. Station and amputating limbs, it's all war. It's raw. Metaphor for the casualties of war. More shorties and body masks, cast and strength and flags. No honor about a war. Just more weapons of mass, more destruction. Corruption, using wars and obstruction. Billions to Halliburton to rebuild the infrastructure. Lebanon, Iraq, longers and weapons contract. Go to companies giving Bush the biggest kickback. Carnage manufactures civilian life. This fracture for the benefit. Puppet governments to build a stature. We're here verbatim. How we bombing and liberate them. They making all this mayhem. Senators won't debate them. Terroristic tactics. To our innocent non-combatants. The emergence of resistance. The murder is called insurgents. Convergence on the battlefield. Video real. Appeal to the culture violence. The army keep it real. It's what they got in store when we reach in DEFCON 4. It's raw. No metaphor for the casualties of war. Propaganda to the masses for the war. No caskets to ashes to ashes, it's war. Turn the port of carnivores for the war. Roll the metaphor for the casualties of war. Be all you can be when you join the army of one. Here's your bullets, here's your guns. Shooting arrows gonna be fun. A few years adversity get you into university. What other opportunity you got to escape their poverty? Get no share of the war and profits. Plus, it cuts your benefits when you get sick from all the toxins. Recruit young boys from the hood who lack options and treat them like oxen. Then they see a rise of stocks when the economy shoot up like Akimo's armory. I mean, 90% of weapons come from my country. The poor among us form the infantry on the front line. No sunshine when you go on, just thoughts of all the song. What's going on? Imperialism, cause that's the system. Extract the resources, section soldiers to enforce what they got in store when you join the chords. Roll the metaphor for the casualties of war. Take a stand against the war. Care about our kids, you gotta stop the war. Peace is at the core when we put an end to war. No metaphor, we're all the casualties of war.
ignited by ignorance unfought because no one is fighting anymore because no one lives there yet so they don't even know they're not even born we can't fight for them we can't fight for ourselves anymore that's why the window went the perfect past a participle a particle an atom to smash and smash and smash again didn't we know ourselves when didn't we used to be friends the future is a war 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 we're losing already losing everything our daydreams, our magazines, swell chat with pride, giving us color slides, airbrushed faces. Women with powdered names. Television gives us violent fits. Men prove worthy of our fear. Their strength diminishes more every year as they side with the enemy and give up their spears. Abandoned women and children are left here alone to fight the future. are no good no more. Sink, sink, sink. Sink down in your holes. Slide down. Drugged and drunk and broke. So you won't ever know. The future is a war! 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 which George Bush has called the most peaceful nation on earth, has been at war with one country or another every year for the last 50 years. Wars are never fought for altruistic reasons. They're usually fought for hegemony, for business. And then, of course, there's the business of war. Protecting its control of the world's oil is fundamental to US foreign policy. The US government's Recent military interventions in the Balkans and Central Asia have to do with oil. Hamid Karzai, the puppet president of Afghanistan installed by the US, is said to be a former employee of UNOCAL, the American-based oil company. The US government's paranoid patrolling of the Middle East is because it has two-thirds of the world's oil reserves. Oil keeps America's engines purring sweetly. Oil keeps the free market rolling. Whoever controls the world's oil controls the world's market. And how do you control the oil? <clears throat> Nobody puts it more elegantly than the New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. In an article called Craziness Pays, he said, 
quote, the U.S. has to make it clear to Iraq and U.S. allies that America will use force without negotiation, hesitation, or U.N. approval. His advice was well taken. In the wars against Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as in the almost daily humiliation the U.S. government heaps on the U.N. In his book on globalization, The Lexus and the Olive Tree, Friedman says, and I quote, the hidden hand of the market will never work without the hidden fist. McDonald's cannot flourish without McDonnell Douglas. And the hidden fist that keeps the world safe for Silicon Valley's technologies to flourish is called the US Army, Air Force, Navy, and Marine Corps. Perhaps this was written in a moment of vulnerability, but it's certainly the most succinct, accurate description of the project of corporate globalization that I have read. After the 11th of September 2001 and the war against terror, the hidden hand and fist have had their cover blown. And we have a clear view now of America's other weapon, the free market, bearing down on the developing world with a clenched, unsmiling smile. The task that ever, never ends is America's perfect war, the perfect vehicle for the endless expansion of American imperialism. In Urdu, the word for profit, as in P-R-O-F-I-T, is faida. Al-Qaeda means the word, the word of God, the law. So in India, some of us call the war against terror Al-Qaeda versus Al-Faida, the word versus the prophet, no pun intended. For the moment, it looks as though Al-Faida will carry the day, but then you never know. In the last 10 years of unbridled corporate globalization, the world's total income has increased by an average of 2.5% a year. And yet, the number of poor in the world has increased by 100 million. Of the top 100 biggest economies, 51 are corporations, not countries. The top 1% of the world has the same combined income as the bottom 57%, and that disparity is growing. And now, under the spreading canopy of the war against terror, this process is being hustled along. The men in suits are in an unseemly hurry. While bombs rain down on us and cruise missiles skid across the skies, while nuclear weapons are stockpiled to make the world a safer place. Contracts are being signed, patents are being registered, oil pipelines are being laid, natural resources are being plundered, water is being privatized, and democracies are being undermined. In a country like India, the structural adjustment end of the corporate globalization project is ripping through pre people's lives. Development projects, massive privatization, and labor reforms are pushing people off their lands and out of their jobs, resulting in a kind of barbaric dispossession that has few parallels in history. Across the world, as the free market brazenly protects Western markets and forces developing countries to lift their trade barriers, the poor are getting poorer and the rich richer. When was free it broken? So we waited in the land to hustle those escabos from behind the copper chain 
Most in the shots and t-shirts Sat out in the sun When I had a real behind me Say, you better run Oh, now Harry went on novice And I didn't like his tone On that day in August When the world came home From to line a riot Coppers hammering their shields Behind the pit stood silence Entry out across the fields When was we should sit down Then they couldn't pick a fight But them who've been at our grave know that Something wasn't right We had a share of stitches Of bruised and broken bones We fought that day in August When the war came home When Ellen broke a scabbard Faster than I thought I could Move them down at the front Where trapped and laying their own blood I saw the ones they talked about No numbers on their shoulders In uniforms that didn't to look a lot like soldiers All I knew in that moment This went just to strike no more She could stoop to send in men Who killed her when the war There's a nice Tires bend and glass smashed in this town And the lamppost on the pillin' corner Someone knocked it down I watched Katie lying And I turned around to my wife this is what it takes now If you want a job for life And to even make it this far We sold everything we owned On that day in August Well,
not at war with anyone. I am not at war with anyone. Go away, war planes. You bring fear and shame. I am not at war. With anyone, I give my love to Iraq and to America. I give my love to Israel and to Palestine. We could live as one between the sea and sun. Not at war with anyone. I don't need to be friends with everyone, but I'd like to live in peace with everyone. This rush to war is wrong. And so I sing this song. I am not at war with anyone. I am not at war with anyone.
by the deep water where the sweet lilies stand. I saw pretty Polly a ring in her hands. And the song that she sang made the whole world to ring. My Billy has left me to fight for a king. And I wish the wars were all I stood in the banks to hear what she said. I'll follow my Billy, whether living or dead. The notes that she sang were the nightingale notes. How the lark and the linnet, they warble their throats. And I wish the walls were all It's the job of the artist to transcend that, to think outside the boundaries, to dare to say things that no one else will say. And uh, fortunately, we've, we've had, uh, all through history, artists who, who dared, dared to do that. Well, I think of Mark Twain. And here he was writing these, these great novels, which everybody loved, the stories of wonderful, wonderful storyteller. But when the United States went to war in 1898 against Spain, and then after a quick defeat of Spain, what was called a splendid little war, uh, the United States went to war in the Philippines. That was not a splendid little war. That was a long and ugly war to subdue the Filipinos who wanted to run the Philippines themselves. Uh, a war which in its atrocities uh, foretold 
the war in Vietnam. Yeah. And Mark Twain became uh, one of the voices speaking out against that war. And when Theodore Roosevelt in 1906, and by then the, the war had been going on for five years, and there were several hundred thousand Filipinos dead. Well, you will not find much in your history books about how many Filipinos died in that war. But in 1906, the U.S. Army committed a massacre in the Philippines. You might call it an act of terrorism. That is, in the sense that innocent people were simply mowed down by an army unit. And, and Theodore Roosevelt sent a message of congratulations to the general who carried out the operation against these, these Moros, these Muslims in the southern Philippines who were virtually unarmed, who didn't know anything about modern warfare. Men, women, children just all mowed down, every single one of them. And, and after Roosevelt congratulated the general for this great military victory, uh, Mark Twain denounced Roosevelt uh, for this and became one of the leading, leading protesters against the war in the Philippines. Uh, he stepped out of his role as a, just a storyteller whom everybody loved and got into the fray and dared to say things that so many people in the country were not saying. And of course, people then questioned his patriotism. I traveled in Angola in the 70s. I buried thousands. A 12-year-old unitary commander came to me, his AK-47 on his arm, his chest full of medals. He sat before me and said, if I'm alive, it's only by the grace of the general. The general taught me wisdom. Trust no one but the general. Love no one but the general. Peace is enemy's strategy. Beware of anyone talking about peace. Kill before you are killed. Shocked to death by this revelation, I flew to Sarajevo, Cambodia, Ireland, and Nicaragua. Unfortunately for me, I got the same message. That's why I came back in tears.
testing Shattered hopes and dreams adorn the floor The face behind the screen has seen it all before And the worst thing about it is there's more in store Just another sacrifice to the lords of war The royal family sell guns The royal family sell bombs That kill the world's poorest people The government sell guns The government sell bombs That kill the world's poorest people Sacrosanct march of industry The sacrosanct march of industry Does such strange things to people The spectatorship of suffering The spectatorship of suffering Does all such strange things to people Find a place where it could fly Hovering not far She saw what was a spaceship in her mind Too young to really understand Exactly what the buzz meant Bread and water every day Other than that she's unfed Pressure applied Diplomatically to stop aid Reality enforced by the air and naval blockade Back to her to her blood flows Qahtan Ancient civilization but its status has lost charm She found a place to fly a kite in the soft calm Some will say that her life was in God's palm She heard her mother call, saw her brother fall Didn't realise quick enough stumble from the sudden force Flicker and a flash to the horror scene of death And this is what happens when technology meets flesh Shattered hopes and dreams adorn the floor The face behind the screen has seen it all before And the worst thing about it is there's more in store Just another sacrifice to the lords of war A caravan in Nevada, he sits twiddling a control pad Taking down coordinates, scribbling in his notepad When he sweats the headphones itching, irritate his eczema Watching scenes on the screen as they enter through his retina Sick of his life, his wife and his job cause it kills Sick of his father, sick of death from the hospital bills Childhood of computer games that Learned him in murder He wonders if he's better off Serving up burgers A small part of him Love watching death from a distance But that feeling I'm the way through Monotonous repetition Merely going through the motions Like the robot that he operates Depersonalised murder Victimless violence For the modern ages Cold stare and tap of a button Takes her only life Instantly regrets but watches on As she slowly dies Grotesquely intertwined Via the screen that he stares Through her kite Floats away But we will never know Where to Where to to live in a generation for which war is a computer game for our children and just an interesting little channel for news items. The face behind the screen has seen it all before And the worst thing about it is there's more in store Just another sacrifice to the lords of war The lord lives in the third dimension Far from the theatre every now and again Whimpers of the carnage get nearer Sometimes in his dreams He sees the harm in this figure like Dorian Gray Can't see his moral scars in the mirror Cognitive dissonance Suppresses his pangs of conscience, rationalise it away Everybody has their monsters, but he is not everyone He is a parasite of 
life and carries within him a selfish song never sung Believes he loves his children, is he capable of love? Lord of the machines that reign Satan from above Will they justify what daddy did or hate him as they must? Realise their bread and butter, their faces, faces in the dust As the sights locked on her, he loosened his suit and tie As he sighs, walls of fire was shooting off to her right as she died He ordered fruit juice with some ice, a kite floats away He admires the blueness of the sky, oh Lord
that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. First up, a piece by Nico Vorobiov. This is published at aljazeera.com. No to war, chanted the crowd of mostly young Russians gathered on Nevsky Prospect, the main street in St. Petersburg, on Thursday night. In the morning, Russian President Vladimir Putin had ordered what he called a, quote, military operation into Ukraine after months of tensions with Kiev and its Western allies. In a speech before the attacks began, Putin claimed he had been left with, quote, no other option but to invade Ukraine because the war machine is moving and coming close to our borders, referring to NATO. Russian forces attacked by attacked far beyond the conflict-ridden zones of eastern Ukraine, where Moscow-backed separatist-run areas recently recognized by the Kremlin as independent, with air attacks hitting apartment blocks in Kharkiv and beyond. By night, as Ukrainians fled to escape their country, thousands in Russia, where protests are tightly restricted, rallied in solidarity. While east-west frictions grew over Russia's military buildup at the Ukrainian border these past few months, dissent in the world's largest nation was limited to a handful of one-person pickets. Few here believe the standoff would actually lead to war. But after Putin opened what has been described as one of Europe's darkest chapters since Second World War, dissent has sharply risen. Quote, I have no words. It is just disgusting. A young woman at the St. Petersburg rally told Al Jazeera. What is there to say? We feel powerless. Anguish. She was among thousands of Russians across several cities who took to the streets to express their outrage. Hundreds were arrested. Earlier on Thursday, dozens of journalists, reporters, and media figures, mainly from independent outlets as well as the BBC, signed a petition condemning Russia's operation in Ukraine. And more than 100 municipal deputies from Moscow, St. Petersburg, Samara, Ryazan, and other cities signed an open letter to the citizens of Russia urging them not to take part or stay silent. Quote, We, the deputies elected by the people, unreservedly condemn the attack of the Russian army on Ukraine, the letter read. This is an unparalleled atrocity for which there is and cannot be justification. In St. Petersburg, protesters started gathering outside the historic Gostiny Dvor shopping arcade at about 7 p.m. local time. The atmosphere was tense, with a few people crying against the backdrop of a heavy police presence. One woman held up a bouquet of balloons in the colors of the Ukrainian flag. The crowd seemed to have little confidence that their rare protests would change anything, but the rallies were cathartic for some. At least I'm not ashamed to be here, one man said. I was so ashamed this morning. Hope? The only hope is us. While we are here... There is still hope, added a more optimistic attendee. When the rally started, police were already in position, with the Oman riot squad fully kitted out with body armor, helmets, and batons, standing by buses brought to take demonstrators away. 
but there was no effort to cordon off the area. Instead, a policeman with a loudspeaker walked around warning that this was an unauthorized demonstration and that anyone attending risked arrest and prosecution. Ukraine is not our enemy. The crowd chanted and clapped. Russia is against war. In a surreal scene, loud jazz music from the shopping center could occasionally be heard between the chants and shouts. It was difficult to gauge the rally's size, but there were at least several hundred people. The crowd ebbed back and forth as teams of riot police periodically lunged forward and grabbed protesters, seemingly at random, dragging them into buses to be taken away. Applause broke out as one of their own was led away, accompanied by shouts of shame, and one for all, and all for one. My friend was snatched away for nothing. He was literally just standing there, said one man. At least it's warmer on the bus, he joked. Despite the periodic arrests, the crowds grew larger as the evening went on. At about 9 p.m., this reporter witnessed some people being carried away by their arms and legs. Although police were carrying batons, this reporter did not see them being used. Police with the people don't serve the monster, someone shouted. I wonder what those cosmonauts are thinking, one girl said to herself, referring to the riot squad's helmets. Why aren't you with us? If we go to war, it's you who will have to fight and die, a woman asked the riot officers. By 10 p.m., the crowd thinned amid repeated pressure from police, although a large group crossed an underpass and reassembled on the other side of the street. Putin is a killer. Putin is the shame of Russia, they shouted. Ukraine, Ukraine. How long this war will go on is a lottery, one protester grumbled. No one can predict what this man will do next. And another story published at Barons.com, this written by Marina Lapankova and Marina Kornikova. Russian police have detained more than 1,700 people at anti-war protests across dozens of cities as thousands took to the streets after President Vladimir Putin sent troops to invade Ukraine, an independent monitor said Thursday. Many in Russia had been skeptical about Putin's plans to attack the pro-Western neighbor. Moscow was asleep when Putin ordered an air and ground assault on Ukraine in the small hours of Thursday. As troops advanced, the Kremlin said it was certain that Russians would, quote, support the war and that Ukraine needed to be, quote, liberated and cleansed of Nazis. But with shocking scenes of death in Ukraine, many prominent figures publicly spoke out against the war on Thursday and thousands of ordinary Russians defied draconian anti-protest legislation to take to the streets across the country. Several thousand people gathered near Pushkin Square in central Moscow, where up to 1,000 people gathered in the former imperial capital, St. Petersburg, according to AFP correspondents at the scene. Rallies also took place in dozens of other Russian cities. OVD Info, which tracks arrests and opposition rallies, said nearly 1,700 people were detained in 53 Russian cities. More than 900 were arrested in Moscow and over 400 in St. Petersburg, the Monitor said. In Moscow, protesters were seen massing around Pushkin Square chanting, No to War. The same slogan, No to War, was spray-painted on the front gate of the Russian Parliament's lower house. I am in shock. My relatives and loved ones live in Ukraine, Anastasia Nestulia said in Moscow. 
What can I tell them over the phone? You hang in there? She said people were afraid to protest. In St. Petersburg, many struck a similar note. I have a feeling that the authorities have gone mad, said Svetlana Volkova. She also said few people were willing to protest in Russia. People have been fooled by propaganda. As he was dragged away by three police officers, a young man shouted, Who are you fighting with? Arrest Putin! In recent years, Russia has toughened protest laws and demonstrations often end in mass arrests. Russian authorities warned anti-war sympathizers from gathering for protests. The Investigative Committee, a government body that investigates major crimes, warned Russians of legal repercussions for joining unsanctioned protests related to, quote, the tense foreign political situation. One should be aware of the negative legal consequences of these actions in the form of prosecution up to criminal liability, the committee said. Nearly everyone AFP spoke to the day of the invasion began in Moscow and St. Petersburg was against the war and bloodshed, although some blame the crisis on Ukraine. Of course, I do not want war. I don't want people to die, said Yulia Antonova. Viktor Antipov, who also lives in St. Petersburg, said he did not support Putin's tactics. No one in his right mind wants war. It looks like a lot it looks a lot like it has not been thought through, he said, of the Kremlin's plan, adding the Russian leader was not thinking of the long term. But some Russians of Putin's generation, like seventy year old Galina Somolyenko, stood by their leader. He wants to help the Russian people and those republics, she said, referring to Ukraine's separatist-held regions of Donetsk and Lugansk. Igor Kartanov, an architecture student, called the Russian authorities degenerates. War makes me sick, he told AFP. If you want to check out back episodes of People Are Revolting, just go to peoplearerevolting.com. You can also follow on Twitter at people revolting. Keep revolting, and thanks for listening. If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on, People are revolting. I think you just nailed it. I sailed from Seattle, far away from friends and home. Across the blue Pacific to the land of morning calms. Here's a helmet and a rifle and your prophylactics too. And as sure as I'm your captain, we will make a man of you. The 105s were pounding and their thunder shook the night. I asked my bold commander, who am I here to fight? It's the slopes and the slants, it's the gooks and chinks, said he. And I wondered if their captain ever said the same of me. I've seen the mountain winter where the air is cold and still. But all oh, that frozen Chosen, it was a living hell. With the fever and the jaundice and a hundred kinds of mold, we were slaughtered in our mummy bags by bayonets and cold. And everywhere I traveled from the gap at Kumari, 
the Yongsan Reservation to the camps at Moonsani. From the golden plains of Inchon, my boots rotting on my feet. All I heard were crying babies while their mothers walked the street. We bought watches, we bought cameras, we bought whores and we bought booze. With the little barefoot beggars bending down to shine our shoes. We gave them back our candy and to answer our desire. Oh, we gave them round-eyed babies who died outside the wire. I got off in Seattle and I climbed on board a train. I rode it through the mountains with a fever in my brain. I could find no reason to remain here anymore. Oh, there was no sign around me of the life I'd lived before. Then what's the pride in country if it robs a man of will? What's the pride in manhood if a man will rape and kill? And what's the pride in killing if the dead will rise again? Ah, but there's a pride in knowing that the enemy's within. So listen, all you troopers, here's a lesson you should know. From an older brown shoe soldier who marched off long ago, they will use your pride and passion for to settle all their fights. Keep your pride in your trousers and the captain in your sights. Nuclear war. Nuclear war. Talking about nuclear war, nuclear war, the nuclear war. You're talking about nuclear war. If a motherfucker, don't you know? You're talking about nuclear war. You're talking about. It's a motherfucker, don't you know? It's a motherfucker, don't you know? If they push that button, your ass got to go. It's a motherfucker, don't you know? If they push that button, your ass got to go. They're talking about nuclear war. They're talking about nuclear war. If they push that button, your ass got to go. They're talking about this nuclear war. They're talking about nuclear war. If they push that button, your ass got to go. If they push that button, your ass got to go. I'm going flash you. So high in the sky, so high in the sky, gonna blast you, gonna blast you. So high in the sky, so high in the sky, you can kiss your ass goodbye. You can kiss your ass goodbye. You can kiss your ass goodbye. You kiss your ass goodbye. If they push that button, if they push that button, if they push that button, gonna blast your ass, gonna blast your ass. So high in the sky, so high in the sky, you can kiss your ass. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. You can kiss your ass. You can kiss your ass. Goodbye, 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 goodbye. You can kiss your ass. 
silos. We got tridents in the sea. We got cluster bombs and napalm, every WMD. We got landmines, 50 millimeters, DU weaponry. What ain't we got? An enemy. We got Alberton marking up the corporation store. We got Texaco and Exxon from Kuwait to Ecuador. We got submarines and battleships and carriers offshore. What ain't we got? We ain't got war. I know some natural gas in Turkmenistan we could try for. I know an oil company or two or three or four or more I would die for. There is nothing like the war, nothing in the world. There is nothing we adore that is anything like a war. We got Carl Rove and Rummy, both egomaniacs. We got Ashcroft, Cheney, Condi, and propriety they lack. We got Black Hawk helicopters swarming in a pack. What ain't we got? Preempt attack. I know a country of infidels who don't believe in Jesus where we should be crusading. I know a country or two or three or four or more with gas and oil and uranium ore who's going to convert to the euro. Therefore, our navy and marines who are offshore should be invading. There is nothing like a war, nothing in the world. There is nothing we adore that is anything like a war. There are no books like a war, and nothing looks like a war. There are no games like a war, or any games like a war, and nothing acts like a war, or attracts like a war. There ain't a thing wrong with corporate need that can't be cured by corporate greed. A good old gas and oil U.S. tyranny
and uh, you get the impression that I'm against war. And that I think at a time when all the bugles are blowing for war and all the, you know, all the voices on television and the, the government spokesmen and the media people are, are not questioning, are getting in line. And they're not questioning, should we do this? They're questioning, how should we do this? And uh, should we use ground troops or should we use the airplanes? And the trick in thinking transcendentally is, is to think, what questions aren't they asking? Uh, what are they assuming that we accept? And, and they're burrowing down into the question of, uh, should we do it this way and should we do it that way? Instead of asking the question, should we be doing this? And of course, I'm, I'm telling you all this at a time when it is you know, uh, unpopular to speak against the bombing that is now going on. Because all these voices around us are telling us it's the right thing to do, it's the only thing to do. And they're saying that they're rushing from one truth, one undeniable truth, to uh, a false conclusion. They're rushing from the undeniable truth that some fanatic group killed 6,000 innocent people in New York and Washington. The jumping from that undeniable truth to, therefore, we must bomb. And that's where people need to be careful about these jumps that are made. Because the first thing is true, and then you have to be very, very careful about where you move from there. Because the next question to ask is, therefore, what shall we do? And not, well, we know what to do, because this is what we've always done. We've always met violence with violence. Well, if you had any sense of history, if you knew some history, you would look at the various instances in which we have met violence with violence and asked, what was the result? or in which other countries have met violence with violence and asked, what was the result? And it would help to redefine the word terrorism because what happened in New York was an act of terrorism. But to isolate it from the history of terrorism will mislead you very dangerously. And this act of terrorism exploded in our faces because it was right next door and, the, and we could see these people, and they were, you know, right, right here. But the, there have been acts of terrorism going on for a long time all over the world. And the idea of bringing that up is not to diminish what happened, and not to minimize the terror of what happened in New York, but to enlarge our compassion beyond that. Otherwise, we will never understand what happened and what we must do about it. Because uh, when you enlarge the question and define terrorism as, yes, the ugly killing of innocent people for some presumed political purpose, then you find that all sorts of nations have engaged in terrorism as well as individuals and groups.
and that there was such a thing as state terrorism along with individual and group terrorism. And when states commit terrorism, that is when nations commit terrorism, they have far greater means at their disposal for killing people than single individuals or groups. The, I mean, the United States has been responsible for acts of terrorism. Now, it's uh, difficult to say that. When you say that, people say, oh, you're trying to minimize what was done. No, not trying to minimize, trying to enlarge, trying to broaden our scope, trying to understand. The United States and England have been responsible for the deaths of large numbers of people, of innocent people in the world. You know. And it doesn't take too much history to, to see that, to think of Vietnam, to think of Laos and Cambodia, to think of Central America, to think of 200,000 dead in Guatemala as a result of a government that the United States armed and supported. I know all this is unsettling. We don't want to hear criticism of the United States government when we have been the victims of a terrorist act. But we have to think about terrorism in the largest sense and how we are going to stop it. And, uh, and we have to ask the question, is bombing going to stop it? Or is further terrorism going to stop it? Because war is terrorism. Because war in our time inevitably involves the killing of innocent people. And it may not immediately be, you know, can't match the killing of 6,000 people. No, we've only killed a handful of people in Afghanistan, but we've more than matched that at other times. You know. And there are perhaps a million people who have died in Iraq as a result of sanctions that we uh, have enforced and imposed. And, you know, it's not, a, and it's not a matter of measuring, oh, well, they killed more than us, so we killed more than them. We have to see all of these things as terrorist acts that have taken place in the world, and what can we do about it? And decide that you can't respond to one terrorist act with war, because then you are engaging in the same kind of thing that terrorists engage in. And that is, the, think the thinking goes like this. Well, yes, innocent people died. Too bad. But it was done for an important purpose. It was collateral damage. You must accept collateral damage when you're doing something very important. That's how terrorists justify what they do. That's how nations justify what they do. I heard the corporations weren't doing good, so the army bombed another neighbor.
track their scores Over 50 years of covert wars From Iran to Chile, Guatemala to Greece Death squads to dictators, drug lords to police It's an export economy, the West's great plan we Keep the poor held down with the iron hand And it's one more war And we remain the silent majority The spectators is the SOA trains the dictators And the army flies the guns to the killing zone Loads the planes up with heroin to send back home Vietnam, Korea, crescent of gold Back to the ghettos where the drugs were sold So the prisons rise and the dealers deal With the CIA behind the wheel And it's one more war Let me say it again if you missed before We are in the middle of the fourth world war And the generals are working for the CEOs World Bank WTO for the benefit of the richest men they've done it before and they'll do it again so stand your ground make your whispers roar it's an empire's fall we're aiming for and it's one last war in the name of our people let's raise our swords in respect to the natives let's give our word to resist the tyranny of their control let this revolution take its toll in the of our people we must resist it's a threat to the world to live like this let's organize fuck their rules voices and fists our greatest tools till there's no more Locked us 
with it, they never threw the key If we all pull together, there's a way to break free To take me and my family to where we wanna be They're gonna see for themselves as we blow up here This is a trying to live my life In peace, not war, no, we're living under a government that feeds off war If there's money involved, then it's beef for sure They can afford to make bombs but can't feed the poor I'm trying to live my life In peace, not war, no, we're living under a government that feeds off war If there's money involved they can afford to drop bombs but can't feed the poor In this life that we're living, sometimes things get confusing I wonder if it's real or if it's all just an illusion Through abusing and bruising, I don't see what they think they're proving Seem to think they're winning, in the end we're all losing I'm just trying to be positive, finding ways of improving My way of life and the direction I'm hoping to move in They're abusing and bruising, I don't see what they think they're proving Seem to think they're winning, in the end we're all losing But yeah, this one's going out to all my people fighting for peace Forget the war thing, it's going out to my f I'm living in pain crew. All the flip the script fam. Going out to skinny man. Yeah, hold it down, yeah. We'll be seeing you soon, blood.
I will be discussing today is one of the most controversial issues confronting our nation. I'm using as a subject from which to preach why I am opposed to the war in Vietnam. about this tragic war. In international conflicts, the truth is hard to come by because most nations are deceived about themselves. Rationalizations and the incessant search for scapegoats are the psychological cataracts that blind us to our sins. But the day has passed for superficial patriotism. He who lives with untruth lives in spiritual slavery. Freedom is still the bonus we receive for knowing the truth. Ye shall know the truth, says Jesus, and the truth shall set you free. I've chosen to preach about the war in Vietnam today because I agree with Dante that the hottest places in hell are reserved for those who in a period of moral crisis maintain their neutrality. There comes the time when silence is betrayal. The truth of these words is beyond doubt. Silence is betrayal.
I'm just a losing with the scene in the mainstream of scene. It's about nothing like green and cash or flash. More than half trash. I got the call to call what I see a shame. The rap game gone lame. I'm back with a brain. Immersed in the study and the king and the panthers. And Sammy, they come with a bit better answer. Poverty's outrageous. I'm interested in how Angela Davis could save us. The ways that enslave us. How could I think and not raise this? Forget trying to be great. I'd rather make someone smile. They ain't had a reason to have one in a while. Politicians lack vision and compassion. I'm asking how I can change my own actions. Ways I was raised to react. The ego, the selfishness. selfishness. It was all about me. I want to increase my helpfulness. Love, not hate. Peace, not war. What's worth more? No more rich or poor. Love, not hate. Peace, not war. What's worth more? No more rich or poor. I'm gonna jump up and scream peace. We need peace. We need equality. I can't front poverty. It bothers me. I'll probably keep rapping like this. In fact, I'll write a list of ways I can change me to incite this. My anger as a whole. I constantly need to have the control. Vengeance I hold makes me cold. Cover more of my grudges. And opening the door to where my love is. Trying to change everybody. Everybody but me. What I need is less me and more humility. I see it be benefiting me. Think more about others and less about me. It's a blessing to see my own ego and flaws as the cause of a lot of my pain. How getting out of myself is a way to stay sane. I can't change the world myself, but I can change myself. For loving and helping others plus gratitude. I want to change the world and my attitude. Love not hate, peace not war. What's worth more, no more rich or poor. Love not hate, peace not war. What's worth more, no more rich or poor. Love not hate, peace not war. What's worth more, no more rich or poor. Love not hate, peace not war. What's worth more, no more rich or poor. Spread love and assistance, my message and my mission is Spread love and assistance, my message and my mission is Sharing, we learned that in kindergarten What happened? Spiritual sickness agreed, it's what we most don't need Peace, not war I 
world stops turning as you hear the bodies burning no more war pigs have the power And now The Wife of Flanders by G.K. Chesterton, written during the First World War, 1915. Low and brown barns thatched and repatched and tattered, where I had seven sons until today. A little hill of hay your spur has scattered. This is not Paris. You have lost the way. You staring at your sword to find it brittle, surprised at the surprise that was your plan, who, shaking and breaking barriers not a little, 
find nevermore the death door of Sedan. Must I for more than carnage call you claimant, paying you a penny for each son you slay? Man, the whole globe in gold were no repayment for what you have lost. And how shall I repay? What is the price of that red spark that caught me from a kind farm that never had a name? What is the price of that dead man they brought me, for other dead men do not look the same? How should I pay for one poor graven steeple whereon you shattered what you shall not know? How should I pay you miserable people how should I pay you everything you owe? Unhappy, can I give back your honor? Though I forgave, would any man forget? While all the green land has trampled on her the treason and terror of the night we met. Not any more in vengeance or in pardon in old wife bargains for a bean that's hers. You have no word to break. No heart to harden. Ride on and prosper. You have lost your spurs. All the girls love a soldier, they say, marching home proud at the end of the day. All the girls love a soldier, they say I want to be loved that way I felt so young at the start of it all Boys from our town I remember from school Eager to fight, eyes shining bright, standing tall We played this game It still seemed like a game Girls love a soldier, they say, marching home proud at the end of the day. All the girls love a soldier, they say, I want to be loved that way. Soon we were fighting and everything changed, shooting at men that I thought I would hate. Enemy friend, in the end looked the same. Scared wide eyes I can't forget his eyes All the girls love a soldier, they say Battered and cold at the end of the day All the girls love a soldier, they say I want to be loved that way Living with terror by night and by day Heroes run forwards and cowards run away Nothing seems real, I no longer feel any pain I want to run from what I have become All the girls love a soldier, they say Hollow and cold at the end of the day all the girls love a soldier, they say I want to be loved that way I felt so numb by the end of it all 
boys from our town I remember from school Those left to fight, eyes without light wait to fall Forever changed, could never be the same All the girls love a soldier they said Crying and shaking and wetting the bed Waking from nightmares that won't leave my head Wishing that I was dead All the girls love a soldier they say Marching home proud at the end of the day All the girls love a soldier they say I want to be loved that way in hate you sedams and you bushes you've been latins and snakes you billionaire bullies you're a globalized curse you put war on the masses and then you clean out the purse and that's how it's done war after war you old feudal parasites you just sacrifice the poor you got the cutting-edge weapons but your scam's still the same as it's been since the Romans. Oh, it's the Patriot game. Yo, that's the war racket. It's the war racket. It's the war racket. It's the war racket. You twisters of language. You creeps of disguise. Yeah, disinformation. It's like worms in your eyes. You privileged bankers, you gambler thieves, you profit on war, you think it's just less money in peace. So that's how it's done. Time after time, country after country, and crime after crime. You pretend it's religion, like there's no one to blame for the dead and impoverished in your little patriot game. Honey, that's the war racket. That's the war racket. That's the war racket. That's the war racket. You got the world's greatest power, and you team up with thugs, make a fortune on weapons, destruction and drugs. But your flags and boots and uniforms, they start to all smell the same when all sides are killing in the Patriot game. And that's how it's done. And you've got our sons in the crosshairs of horror at the end of your guns. And your national anthems, they start to all smell like shame when all sides are dying in the Patriot game. It's just a war racket. That's just a war racket. It's just a war racket. It's just a war racket. And war is never... 
never, ever holy. That's just a greedy man's dream. And you two-faced crusaders, both sides are obscene. War is not made by God. War is just made by men who misdirect our attention while you thieves do your thing. And that's how it's done. About every 30 years, the rich fill their coffers, the poor fill with tears, the young fill the coffins, the old hang a wreath, the politicians get photographed with their names underneath. It's the war racket. It's the war racket. It's the war racket. That's the war racket. It's the war racket. That's the war racket. That's the war racket. That's the war racket. Deserve the fairest flower of your progeny, your 
Yeah, I have a major problem with our education system. I think our education system should be about creativity, critical thinking, and problem solving, not nationalistic pride as it is today. Right? Yeah, in our current education system, we learn that Germany's war was wrong. But when America does it, everybody just chill out, okay? Just relax. It's going to be fine. Seriously, put the, put the signs away, guys. Don't even worry about it. Papa America's got it covered. Seriously, put the signs away. It's too much glitter. <laughs> but you're always going to have that one kid in the class that's like, hey, wh what, what about like no war, though? What, like, what if, like what if we did like an all peace kind of a thing for like, for maybe like a little bit? Like what if we did like like a peace thing, you know? Like what, like, what if we didn't invade countries we had no business being in to take their resources for capitalistic gains? Like, what if we didn't do that? <laughs> like, a little bit, you know? Like, like, what if we didn't use our intelligence agencies to incite a coup to put a dictator in place to save a couple dollars on bananas? Like, what if we didn't do that? <laughs> for, like, a couple years, you know? Like, what if, like, instead we just, like, funded healthcare and, like, public education and, like, took care of each other? Like, what if... Like, what if we did that for, like, five years? For, like, five years, we just tried it, you know, and, like, just, like, saw what happened, and they're like, fail that child. <laughs> Go ahead and leave that child behind. <laughs> Until they learn. They have to learn. The answer's always oil. It's 100% oil. <laughs> Curse of foresight. Cause I knew Joe was only gonna represent the war side. And that said, I just came to fight. You could keep the or flight. Save the surprise and the gasp when the shadow of the fascists have cast is on your doorstep and the glow of your porch light. Save the surprise when the grid goes down and we go underground to lick wounds in the gloom of a torchlight. While up in the sky, a blimp glides by with a sign like New Year's 2022. Brought to you jointly by Pfizer and Coors Light. While the centrists observe from a comfortable courtside, right in the thick of the action behind a partition. We're in a morbid position, a plague of evictions, born a comorbid condition of the cancer of wealth. I fantasize that I cancel myself. Hands on your head, throw your best laid plans in the well. There are no more answers, questions go back on the shelf. All Joe's donors, a quick show of hands. How many of you subbed to the Lockheed Martin OnlyFans? How many are loyalist patrons for the Raytheon Patreon? Occupy Iraq and send a million off into the great beyond. Cool yourself with the safety on. True to yourself and as much as you dutifully spew out a mucus of QAnon. You can't convince me the capital wasn't surrendered with every intention of digging us deeper down into the treacherous webbing of censorship, ebbing your speech and dissension so you can't hold Biden accountable. Not in his mentions and not in the streets. Know to the end that Joe will defend the elite. Joe won't embarrass McConnell, but Joe's not embarrassed if all of your children are hungry and weak. Too hungry to speak. 
too hungry to stay on, they just lie at his feet. Joe is fresh out of empathy, fresh out of policy, but he'd love to know, what was your favorite ice cream flavor to eat? Back when you used to eat. I guess the road isn't rocky for people who thought we were free. They'll believe what they read, and Joe's here to lull them to sleep. Counting us down by the dozens, the culling of gullible sheep Led to the slaughter by media, tyrants, and government thieves These are the leeches that stubbornly suck where there's nothing to bleed These are the tumors that force us to crawl on our knees This is the home of the brave This is the land of the free One was foreclosed in 08 One was condemned in 16 This is the home of the brave This is the land of the free one was foreclosed in 08, one was condemned in 16. This is the home of the brave, this is the land of the free. One was foreclosed in 08, one was condemned in 16. This is the home of the brave, this is the land of the free. One was foreclosed in 08, one was condemned in 16. This is the home of the brave, this is the land of the free. One was foreclosed in 08. One was condemned in 16. This is the home of the brave. This is the land of the free. One was foreclosed in 08. One was condemned in 16. This is the home of the brave. This is the land of the free. One was foreclosed in 08. One was condemned in 16. This is the home of the brave. This is the land of the free. One was foreclosed in 08. One was condemned in 16. This is the home of the brave. Why can't my two 
hands, get a good paid job. I can still plant, plant, I can still sow, reap. Find it your law book, taste me off my good land. Sure like an old friend, I've just come to know.
to go fighting in some far-off foreign land. He may get killed before he's any older for a cause that he will never understand. Why should he fight another rich man's battle while they stay at home and while they're time away? Let those with most to lose fight each other if they choose. But I didn't raise my son to be a soldier. I didn't raise my son to be a soldier, fighting in a trench from night till morn. If God required to prove that boys are bolder, they'd have uniforms and guns when they were born. Why should we have wars about religion when the Bible tells us all thou shalt not kill? But the rich, they have one law, there's another for the poor. And I didn't raise my son to be a soldier. I didn't raise my son to be a soldier. I raised him up to be a gentleman. To find a sweet young girl and love and hold her. Bring me some grandchildren when they is just as large as it requires to be. I would rather lose it all than to see my laddie fall. I didn't raise my son to be a soldier. I'd rather lose it all than to see my laddie fall. For I didn't raise my son to be a soldier. The economy's in ruin. And it's all down to the doings of the previous Labour government, you'll agree. You can't sit on the fence, well, it's only common sense. And we're all in this together, don't you see? So let's celebrate our strengths. We'll go to any length to work hard and make the economy fly. With finance and with banks, but mostly guns and tanks. And we'll sell them all to anyone who'll buy. We'll sell them guns and bombs and bombs and guns and all the infrastructure for delivery to the enemies of their state. With tanks and jet fighters to get the blooming blighters. Just sign our contract now, no need to wait. Aung San Suu Kyi, how nice it is to see that the military have recognised your status. It's no small thing to be taken under our wing, and we know that as an ally you must rate us. But a quiet word in your ear, our economy's flat, I fear, and there are things you need that we have in great store. The trade where we excel, I'm very proud to tell, is in weaponry and theatre of war. We'll sell you guns and bombs and bombs and guns and all the infrastructure for delivery to whoever poses threat. With tanks and jet fighters to get the blooming blighters, we have everything you need. We sell the set. Mr. Ahmadinejad, the relationship we've had is becoming rather tetchy, sad to say. But despite the nuclear issue, we'd just like to continue to sell arms to you in the same old way. 
We're a trusted supplier for many Eastern buyers, Egypt, Jordan, Kuwait, and Bahrain. Saudi and the UAE are valued customers, you'll see, but with Bahrain, perhaps we need to think again. We sell them guns and bombs and bombs and guns and all the infrastructure for delivery to their enemy of choice. With tanks and jet fighters to get the blooming blighters who suddenly decide they have a voice. It's never been hard to sell our arms to Israel who need tools to hold their borders and expand. In spite of UN resolutions, there is no real solution except for them to buy our stuff and take more land. Prime Minister Netanyahu is surrounded by a few of our customers, but not his friends. Egypt and Jordan and the Lebanon, and we'll sell, of course, to anyone who spends. We'll sell them guns and bombs and bombs and guns and all the infrastructure for delivery to their enemies far and near. With tanks and jet fighters to get the blooming blighters. If it's a weaponry you need, we have the gear. If a situation's tricky, it's no use being picky. Well, business is business after all. We cater for demand with a very even hand. No matter who you are, give us a call. We'll sell you guns and bombs and bombs and guns and all the infrastructure for delivery to the enemies of your state. With tanks and jet fighters to get the blooming blighters. Just sign our contract now. No need to wait. Oh 
thinking of signing up for the military. military. I got some friends that were in it. They want you to hear the truth first. They don't want to honor the veterans by really, like, listening to what they have to say. Guys like me are going to have to be the ones that come out and start talking about it. Or, or nothing's going to happen. Veterans were sometimes most, the most effective people out there to talk about what really happens at war. We're speaking not only for ourselves, but for the people who are still in the military who don't necessarily have that freedom of speech. Today, we bring together another fine group, another generation of men and women into the ranks of our armed forces. I talked to a recruiter, it sounded good. Thought that it would be a good way to get money for school. You won't get sent overseas. I absolutely love our country. They're mean, they're tough, they got cool uniforms and chicks and things. Ever wondered what it's really like to be a soldier? You may get a chance to see your friends getting killed. The killing and the bloody business of the military, they downplay that because parents don't want to hear it and people don't want to think about it. Your purpose is to kill. Songs about, you know, going to a schoolyard, breaking out your cable and killing the kids there, or going to a shopping mall and, and, you know, killing the women that are shopping. I mean, th these are cadence that you sing while you're jogging. I've been on over 150 combat missions. On most of those missions, it had no purpose. And the killings of civilians started to pile up. You're fighting men, women, and children. When you know you gotta run these kids over, when you know you gotta put a bullet in this woman, and this woman's pregnant, that's what messes with you. Families would ask, can we come in and try to find our son? We think you killed him last night. You can't go home. And they think, okay, he'll be all right, you know, just injured. But they don't realize injured is, you know, missing both his hands or both his legs. The killing and the abusing. He slowed down like he was uh, gonna stop for the child, and then he speeded the truck up and run over him. But the Army told us uh, if somebody got in front of the truck, right? We just shot three innocent, uh, any, they weren't doing anything wrong. What they want you to believe is that they can do that and then revert you back to a civilian, and that's absolutely as ridiculous as it sounds. My wife's so proud of me, so how can I tell her about seeing a bunch of civilians that are dead? Then I go from being a hero to a monster. My friends and my family were scared, scared to even be with me. I was really impatient when I first, because I wanted my eyesight back. And there's times where I wish it would have killed me. I lost my hand. I spent thousands of dollars on alcohol. I took all that anger that I had, I kept it with me. And then, you know, you don't like yourself anymore. And you can't go to sleep at night because you hate yourself. And you hate what you just did. You know, I'm having nightmares about it, and I'm having flashbacks about it. And you cross that line when you kill someone. Well, how the hell? Like, I could barely... I had so much trouble transitioning when I came home. The images of the kids and dead children. Images of women. So it's all of a sudden I'll see my friend that's laying on the ground with half his head gone. We killed a lot of innocent civilians. That's what I'm having a problem dealing with. We can't... You can't just turn that off. I wanted to die, but I didn't want to kill myself. They advertised cigarettes and being cool. They got the military. You don't see no certain general sign on it. But I'll tell you the consequences. There was nothing honorable about what we did. We swore to fight for freedom and democracy, but that's not what we're doing. So now you know. You still want to sign up?
king of cowboys. He rides a pale pony. He fights the bad boys. Brings them to their knees. He patrols the highways from the air. He keeps the country safe from long
End of this from Bertolt Brecht. General, your tank is a powerful vehicle. It smashes down forests and crushes a hundred men. But it has one defect. It needs a driver. General, your bomber is powerful. It flies faster than a storm and carries much more than an elephant. But it has one defect. It needs a mechanic. General, man is very useful. He can fly and he can kill, but he has one defect. He can think. I keep seeing us everywhere, as far as the eye can see. It's like some river overflowing. We got Muslims, we got Christians, we got pagans, we got Jews, we got atheists, anarchists, socialists, we even had a liberal or two on the day. We all said stop the war. You're really good if you joined in on that bit. On the day. We all said. Jobs and rainbow scars. We got black cards that say we're angry. We got black cards that make you laugh. We got whistles, badges, banners. Ten thousand djembes out of salsa band. We got pensioners, we got push chairs, arm in arm and hand in hand. On the day we all said stop. said stop the war we got the actress and the bishop we got tankies we got trots and some got extra sandwiches in case their mates forgot we got respectable housewives from Bel Air who've never done this sort of thing before International sex workers, the world united, the girl and the boy next door on the day. We all said stop the war on the day. We all said stop the war. We got that what's the name from 
of that bloke I met called Steve. But we are more than just this two million. We are from Malloran Tel Aviv. We are New York, Paris, Berlin, Moscow, Cape Town, Cairo, Bangkok to Glasgow. It's like some river overflowing. And that was a live recording. That was Rob Johnson and Leon Rosselson from the live recording No Gods, No Masters, which unfortunately the quality of that recording is not perfect, but the content of that album is fantastic. That track was called We All Said Stop the War, which was about the war in Iraq, but uh, can easily be put onto the current war in Ukraine because people are in the streets all over the world in some cities hundreds of thousands of people in Berlin in particular out on the streets protesting against the Russian invasion of Ukraine that'll just about wrap up this episode of Polyrical remember you can go to polyrical.com find all the back episodes there find links to make a donation you can make a one-time or recurring donation to keep this podcast free and independent you can also follow polyrical on twitter at polyrical in addition you can listen to this podcast and all my podcasts playing 24 7 at movingtrainradio.com here is scott free with a brand new track this is i'm already against the next war Thanks for listening. Against the 
Yes, I am.